This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. How you feeling? Um, what is this, day three? Yeah, I'm feeling good, dude. I, I think uh, day three. I don't know if Omnicron is just, you know, obviously it's a little lighter than everything else, but it was super bad for about a day and then uh like real real bad where i just couldn't move Mm. essentially but no coughing my it's just like a constant sort of congestion nasal thing headache body ache yeah and Yesterday, I, I freaking like threw out my back though. What? I th- I, w- I was laying down uh, with Miranda, and I had yeah. my arm around her like while we were laying down, and I had to sneeze, so I like looked the other way. So I was like, my arm was contorted like this, and I looked this way, and I sneezed, <laughs> dude. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. (laughs) It was so bad. And I'm still like my entire, I felt like my back exploded when I sneezed. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, get the fuck off me. Get off. It was bad, man. Um, So I'm still getting over that. So that's actually worse than the body aches right now. It's just my own Mm. doing. Yeah. You ever have tight. you ever thrown your back out? This is the first time I've ever I remember something. something like dude, I have a bad memory, I think. I think that's Me what too. Yeah. uh is happening. Um I um can't remember if it was me or my wife, that's why I'm saying that. I'm pretty sure it was me. But maybe it was Maria. One of us was like brushing our teeth and threw our back out. <laughs> Or it was just like made some tiny little movement and it was like, oh, and then decided to like lay down the rest of the day. (laughs) That's so funny. I should do that more often though. I should be getting ready in the morning and be like, oh, my back hurts. I have to lay down all day. Yeah. (laughs) You're just sitting there with fucking Animal Crossing. Just, yeah. Yeah. How's your island? It's growing, man. I got some more some more inhabitants i got uh filling up my museum have you have you have you gotten the uh the art exhibit expansion no sick you haven't gotten that yet no i haven't it kind of opened up and i haven't really done much with it since it so you you found the red fox or whatever his name is and you bought a painting no so dude you gotta you gotta figure out how to get the red fox have you not even heard about this no so I don't You've know. Passed, you surpassed me, man. I think I have. I think the uh, exterior of my home looks f- like far superior than yours. If I had to be really honest, okay. the interior is. You still have me. 
Um, I did a lot of work on that recently. Yeah. I did just add a room yesterday. So nice to see where that happens today. But I think if you give Blathers, the museum owner, yeah, uh, 60 pieces, which I feel like you may have already. But if you give Probably. him 60 items, fishes, yeah. bugs, um, fossils, mm-hmm. then this red fox will like show up on your island who is like sort of a gypsy character slash okay. like con artist. Nice. So like you'll get an announcement that says uh, there's some shady characters showing up on the island. No way. Be aware of uh, – and then – this red fox comes and finds you and he's and he's selling art like the Mona Lisa and like like Van Gogh's <laughs> and like statues and stuff. And you can look it up online, but um, some of them are fake and some of them are real. Oh, wow. And you have to basically figure out which ones are or you have to buy. You can only buy one a day. I do like the my kids don't play it as much as me, which is hilarious. But I do like all the um, there's lots of lessons in there. Yeah, there's just a lot about of like, like being kind and, and yeah, like or like taking money out from the bank and having to pay it back, pay it back, yeah, or yeah. like going out and like working and then getting money back for it. You know, it's like yeah, not bad. They make it a lot anyway. easier than I'd say life itself, but <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good. That's probably true. There's no taxes though. Huh? That's the only. It's true. Maybe they're saying something with that choice. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, maybe so. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, threw my back out. Did a play a couple. Animal Crossing. What else? <coughs> kind of a. We can talk about it uh, from a distance, but um, kind of funny, frustrating night last night for me. Um, <laughs> I can always tell, dude, when you're going through something, because you you're you're somebody who like definitely reaches out, you know. Yeah, like yeah. you need some uh, not, maybe not reassurance, but you just want to be heard in some way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you'll uh, you'll just start texting. I'm like, fuck, dude, Jared's gone through it right now. <laughs> I mean, part of it was probably a mix of things, right? Like me sitting there working on some things late last night, trying to like get my brain to function. And then, you know, sometimes when it rains, it pours just like, yeah. Um, it's, I'm being too vague for this to be interesting for anyone who's listening, but I just like, you know, you should um dude i think you'd be surprised but you should um tell people what you're doing with with the uh balmaria thing balmaria what did i balmaria you said rhea like diarrhea it's balmaria (laughs) (laughs) you should tell people what you're doing with the balmaria thing um i wonder if somebody would would reach out and help I think it. I think I've got it figured out. You are right, and I've had people reach out. I posted it on Instagram, and a lot of people have reached out. But I think I've got it kind of sorted. Maybe out. walk us through because it it's an interesting. Not to make Black Magic sound like a pile of trash, but. Um. Yeah. So I've been friends. Well, it's funny we talked about these guys 
Was it yesterday? Oh, we do need to get back on our like young filmmaker. Yeah, we'll do that thing. Um, but I met the guys from Balmeray, Rob, Rob Lowe, not Rob that Rob Lowe, Lowe. different Rob Lowe, <laughs> and um, Michael Mueller, and I. Yeah, I did a. I did this like little video. I'll have to send it to you. It's so bad and so overdramatic, but you'll get kind of like you'll kind of see it christian and be like oh i kind of i think you'll kind of get it um why it felt kind of like oh dang interesting i've like crossed over into like another level or something so i sent it to them probably honestly dude 15 years ago and they were like this is cool man and then i did my senior film the earth in the air which is actually still on my website because i love it that much um and uh they ended up using kind of like cutting room floor stuff from that film for like a music video that they did. Have you ever seen this? No. I'll just send this stuff to you. It's interesting. Just send um, me all of this. So that. we've just kind of been like buddies that they, they were in Austin. Now Michael lives in LA. Rob is still in Austin. Um, I did this like commercial earlier this year, like in May and was kind of fresh off of that. I was ready just to do something kind of like fun and, that I would, would like love. And so they were like, do you want to come out to Marfa? We're going to shoot this like kind of performance film at this kind of art space in Marfa, Texas. And um, I was kind of unfamiliar with Marfa. I'd like, I, I knew of Marfa, but I didn't know about Donald Judd who kind of like revolutionized Marfa and moved from, he's like this amazing artist that moved from New York to Marfa and kind of brought his whole community down with him yeah more or less i'm definitely not an expert on all this um yeah marfa's marfa has like its own lore to it like its own like, yeah it's like anthology. a big like kind of artist community um and it was amazing man we were just there for two or three days and um uh we shot shat <laughs> we shot we shot a live um performance of balmaray's album they released um a couple months ago called the wind and um it was amazing it was amazing we basically like kind of organized it where we were in this like beautiful space and we shot from like sunrise to sunset and just kind of like spaced out the songs evenly throughout the day so the lighting would just like change throughout the yeah, day yeah yeah um drew beneman came out and shot it with me because he's amazing and uh it was like so amazing. We were just like out in West Texas shooting like beautiful footage of a beautiful music and yeah. it was great. Um, so the downside of it though is uh, we had just gotten these new black magic 6k cameras, the pocket ones, the pocket ones, I guess. I don't even know. They're small Whatever though, they right? They're pretty small. Whatever came out like around that time, it had only come out a few weeks or months earlier. And um, Drew might be able to speak to it better than me, but, you know, it was just me and Drew. So we were, like, offloading footage in between songs and um, started to see these, like, very strange glitches appear on the footage um, where it's, like, maybe, like, a neon green, like, pink stripe like in one corner and then like another color another corner 
<clears throat> and it would just be like for one frame, just one frame, but it'd be like, bloop, bloop, just like, so I've, I mean, I couldn't even really tell you I'm working through it now, but, um, it happened a lot. It was only one camera, but I don't know if it was like the over, it was hot. So maybe it was overheating or was not connected correctly or something was wrong. Cause we were, we were capturing to like an external drive that was plugged in via USB C or something right. like that. And, um, so it's just one camera that was just fucking up. And so I think honestly, the footage was pretty damaged because even the editing of it was, has been a complete nightmare. Like where I, I think I, every time that it would crash, I would save a new version just to kind of keep track of how often it would crash. <laughs> how many did you get up to? Uh, I think it was like 48. Oh. <laughs> um, it's definitely corrupted. Interesting. Yeah. So finally, basically what I've done now, I'm sure I'll have like editors or, or like very technical people be like, God, you're dumb. But basically I've, <clears throat> when I was, when I went to the Ukraine last year, I set it to export like a ProRes 4444 XQ. Yep. Just to get it out of those native files and just have like a super high res, like 4K version of this film. Yep. Took all the titles off, all the graphics, all of that. Just like, so I have it in a form that's not connected to like those corrupted native files. Dude, I came back from the Ukraine and it had not finished. <laughs> it took two more days after I got back. Stop. Literally, I have a screenshot. It was like 350 something hours of exporting. I can't. That makes so it I'm like, so not. I, maybe you're doing something wrong, but I don't know. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, That's astonishing, dude. So I'm like, I honestly feel like it's a miracle that this film will even exist. Yeah. <laughs> like technically I'm like, it probably should have been impossible to edit. Um, but somehow it's come together. And so it's kind of, I feel confident about it now because now it's away from those native files and it's its own thing and it's super high quality still. Um, and I think we found uh, well, I have, I have like a, a good friend who's done some work for me before and, and her team is like very willing to make it happen for cheap. So, uh, once it all happens, I'll definitely shout them out. I want, I don't want to like jinx it yet. Cause yeah. there's a lot to be done still, but, um, yeah. Much Let me ask you this. Is it still from the last time I used a black magic was it, which was many years ago. Is it still doing like when you do a raw, is it doing individual frames as like tiffs or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Cause that was always, cause dude, when we, when I first started at music bed, Daniel came in and he was like, what camera do you want? Like, we're going to start investing yeah. in some gear. And this was before we went and like shot with Solomon or like Chad and all those guys. I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess I kind of want an Alexa. And he kind of laughed and he was like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, have you seen these new like C500s that are coming love out? A, love a C500. And I, so I was like, looked into it. I think we got our hands on one. Like we rented one from, from something just to like test it out or whatever. can't remember exactly, but we ended up buying a C500 and we get it. And the whole thing with the C500 was that it was shooting 4K raw. And you get it, and it has an option in the camera to to shoot 4K RAW, 
but it can't shoot 4K raw. Okay. Like it, you need an external SSD monitor. Yep. To capture all the raw. So we um that was like kind of a bummer. And so we have to get this I forget what it was called, but it was like a wasn't like a shogun or whatever that those things are called. It's like a, Yeah, I remember those things. It was yeah. like it was called the Odyssey seven Q and it was like a beautiful monitor. Yeah. Like the colors and everything looked great. But first thing we, we took we took it to Australia, like first thing that we got and we shoot the Great Abyss with, with Sal and Yeah. Um <laughs> it was such a nightmare, dude, because the files, like it was by far the most uncompressed image that I've ever ever seen in my life. Yeah. Far superior to an Alexa or anything that I've ever seen. Like there's there's no comparison to the C five hundred and what it was getting. If you had like good lenses on it and whatever. Yeah. Um but I just didn't know I like I didn't know the workflow for that whole camera yet. And I was like figuring it out while we were shooting. But essentially if you you could shoot 24 frames per second, but back then, like, who was shooting 23.98? Like, yeah, <laughs> everybody yeah. was shooting 60 or 48, or whatever. So, what would I, what if you wanted to shoot 60, which the whole thing is in 60 frames per second? Um, the Odyssey would cap you'd have to have two SSDs in there, and just to give you like a frame of reference, 10 seconds of uncompressed raw through the C500 was 10 seconds was about 12 gigabytes <laughs> like okay. no lie massive massive files so yeah and we didn't travel with like um you know like a four like i don't even think four terabyte like g drives were around back then so we literally right. had 20 like one like 500 meg like 500 gigabyte drives that I was just dumping to every day. And I was like, I'll figure this out when I get home. <laughs> I'll put it on the Drobo when we get home. But like, I, I, I got to fucking dude, dump this showing out these words that are bringing back a lot of memories. <laughs> but dude, I, so the Odyssey, if you wanted to shoot 60 frames per second, it would do one frame here, one frame on this one. So it would go drive one, first frame, drive uh, SSD two, um, frame two and it would just alternate like that why because it was shooting uncompressed raw <laughs> at such a speed that it needed to go to both ssds so yeah you'd have like and none of this information existed like on canon's like yeah like support center <laughs> yeah 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 um so you literally like there's somebody ha i went and google searched like how to I don't even know, like interlace 60 frame. Like, I don't even know how you would, what I would search, but somebody had developed like a, a terminal program or something like somebody, like a, it literally looked like code Oh my God. where you had to like select drives and then it would like interlace it for you and, and, and pump out a clip. But dude, I think we went through 20 terabytes in like, I don't know, six months or something with that camera oh my god and daniel eventually was like he came in he was like 
should we just get a red epic? Should we just make? <laughs> should we just like make this all easier? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. My headphones just flew off my head for some reason. That response um, did, time was rather slow. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> From the time uh, they fell off to the time you put them back on your head was like it was dangling. It was, I had to like whatever. <laughs> um, did you get a red epic? Yeah, we ended up getting a red uh, dragon actually, which was dude. Can you like just looking back at that time, like in like technology and like yeah. the progression of like cinema cameras? Man, that was exhausting. I feel like we've kind of landed now where it's like you just shoot on Alexa. Shoot on Alexa. or But, dude, there's still so many people out there that are, like, really hell-bent on con- those kind of consumer. Uh, like, they're great cameras, dude. Like, a, like dude, if, if I had a Red Dragon right here right now. Yeah. Like, if I just owned one, I'd be making a ton of shit. Because it's such You think a, so? Yes. Like what? I'd be. I'd figure something out. <laughs> or like, a, if I had an idea, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't have to like, finagle some situation where I could like get a camera. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I went to Wilson's house last when we evacuated for Ida, and uh, he had like a Scarlet like in a in a uh, like a bookcase as like a bookend. And I was like, what's this? That's his rightful place. I was like, what's this camera doing here? He was like, man, it's a fucking piece of shit. I can't use that thing. (laughs) He's not wrong. Um, Yeah, I think everybody just got a a little too excited about the cameras at that time. And they were just so difficult. Well, I will say what I loved about, I used the C100 a lot. Also a great camera. Also a great camera. Really like kind of surprising some of the images you get out of a C100 mm-hmm. with like, because we had the C100 with, uh, and we were just shooting on like CF cards or whatever, but um, like the Canon, kind of like the low grade like Canon cinema lenses, you know? Yeah, sure. Those look great. Yeah, it's a great look. Definitely is pretty digital and like sharp and. I mean, dude, correct me if I'm wrong, but you shot Burning Bush on a C300 or something like C300, that. C300, yeah. Which is like, I mean, I look, obviously, like, Ryan came in and did a really good job. Destroyed it, yeah. But um, that camera is just kind of, like, shockingly, like, I, I would hold I up. shot small little things on a C300. Yeah, dude. I think that would hold up at a fucking festival or, like, a movie yeah. screen. Yeah. I'm sure. I just, I mean, we don't have to get in this conversation. This is, like, a conversation from 10 years ago, but it just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't matter. I mean, there is a threshold, right? Like, it does matter to some extent, but it doesn't, like... Well, dude, this may be a good question before we jump into our our whatever. Um, do you... Because I, I... Did you ever see Soderbergh's Unsane? Did you see <laughs> no, I didn't see that, no. He shot this movie... Still, I know, I know, I do know, I do know, kind of the... Yeah. $2 million. I'm sure it all just went to cast or locations or whatever. Yeah. And just time. But he shot it on a fucking iPhone, and I brought my parents to go see this movie. I don't know. I thought it was What's like oh, Soderbergh, like cool, it'll be great. And I didn't know that he shot it on an iPhone when I saw it. Okay. And I'm sitting there going, "Did this motherfucker shoot this on an iPhone or something?" 
like this looks terrible like why does this look this why is he why is he framing this way this is so <laughs> trash and i look i like google it afterwards yeah, and yeah, i'm like yeah. oh yeah he fucking shot it on an iphone x or whatever and i'm like why are we doing this like why we why i don't understand why this is like a there are like consumer cameras that are that will be better than i know he's making a point you know but like what is your what's the point what is what's your point, point of view on like but also like tangerine fucking win sundance and like you know like different different but how is it di- like i guess that's my question is like what is look if you're soderbergh and you've made the films that he's made and you have access to i don't <laughs> exactly. know i don't know i'm just saying like i you and you're saying like he's doing it to like prove a point well i don't know if he is yeah i I just don't know like what that is is. i don't i don't even like this conversation i'm just tangerine is like it's sean baker like trying to make a a movie is it a creative decision on on some level to shoot with an iphone could he have shot with some kind of camera like we're talking about i'm sure he could have um but it's different man it's like one of the i don't know if it was his first film but it definitely was like his breakout film and he made like tiny ones before um so i'm like that's different. That's like, it feels like one, it feels like a differentiator for a, a filmmaker who's like trying to establish some sort of voice. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as I, I just don't, I, I don't want to get into like, all this doesn't really matter to me. I, I, I don't know why Soderbergh made a decision like that. It's totally his prerogative. It seems totally in line with like kind of his interests of form yeah. Um, and always messing with like kind of form and structure and stuff. So it feels very Soderberghian. Um, <laughs> so but uh, I, I do love I don't that know. guy though. He is one of my favorite directors. I mean, even watching like uh, No Sudden Move this year, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why did you shoot with those lenses? Yeah. It's just distracting it doesn't matter he's like a master i have no business even talking about these choices i don't really care um but it does it is like head scratching at, at some points where i'm just like i don't know if i understand why yeah but, um what was your question though i guess like what is the like when when would i sort of put aside sort of format you know or like what makes format important to to a um, like why would you choose a pocket 6k over you know you just did this Balmaria thing and uh Balmaria, thank you <laughs> um dude straight up straight uh, up cost right cost 100 like, percent access to a 1000 percent and those aren't bad cameras i'm not saying that the they're good cameras they're good. like surprisingly incredible for yeah. the, the price except the fact that they fucked you over but except for probably a very rare case of just completely fucking up. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, in that situation, it was completely the economics of the situation. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder if I was, if I wanted to test out an idea or something, or if I just right. like, I don't know. Dude, let me ask you this, like sort of maybe getting into our conversation. What we want to have? Yeah. Um, and this is something that, um, Mark Duplass had said in that that speech he made, like the Calvary is coming speech, which is yeah. a great speech that I think anybody should watch if you're wanting to make films. 
just Google the Calvary isn't coming. Yeah, I know that it, you know, that was in like what, 2015 or 16. And it's kind of like cliche at this point, that whole, but I don't think so, dude. I think it's really, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. it's easy to kind of dismiss as like, um, and there's a lot of things that I feel like don't totally apply. Sure. He's not a hundred percent accurate, but well, maybe he is for like, I mean, he obviously is from like his situation or his story, but like, it's not like fully applicable to, every situation but i do think the principles that are kind of at play it got me like jacked the other day i mean I, yeah. we again not to get into too many specifics but we've had like a lot of kind of like uh ups and downs and discussions about getting this movie made and i think watching that was like very like recentering. you know yeah of, it gets of, you to a frame of mind that's like don't worry about the other like don't worry about anything else like yeah. that maybe that may or may not come. Like that's the thing that I yeah. take away from it. It's like yeah. we all kind of, especially when we're getting ready to make a movie, it's it's like a thing that you just do. You just like picture the end result. You picture some sort of yeah. thing that comes from it. When I when I hear him talk, I feel like I have this kind of image in my head of like it's like it's like it's like everything that we make, man, we make something that we're proud of and we kind of turn around and we're like, ta-da, like, here you go, industry or or whoever, and like, now am I good enough for yeah, you to yeah. take me to... And it's, I think it's like, that for me feels like a good reminder of like, there is never, I won't say never, but I will say at least for myself, just like, I, I'm going to quit kind of like like making something and then turning around and being like what's everybody think yeah can you like accept me now you know what i mean it's yeah. like i think it's just you make the thing and then it leads to the next thing you just kind of like keep going and it's much more like keeping like your your community and your homies like close and you just continue to like make things and keep going yeah as opposed to like i made this so that everyone can notice me and i can turn around and be like ta-da What's next? And you like base your next thing off of the result of the last thing, which is like right. bullshit. Yeah. It's not the way to do it. But that's what I was going to ask. Like he said one thing in there that stuck with me and inspires me still. I'm like, damn it. I wish I would have done that when I was younger, when I had the time and I was, I had no kids single, like wasn't really paying for much, but he was like, get your friends together and make a, a five to 10 minute film every weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Or like whatever, like just make something every weekend. Dude, I, I don't know, man. I think it's hard because you could, this can't be an excuse, but I'm like, that's a style thing. If you want to make the types of movies that Mark Duplass and his brother are making. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Cause I think you can do it however you want. I think it could be as simple or as spontaneous as you want. You could spend the, you, you could spend Monday through Friday writing something really dialed in and then go, do you make know what we should do? We should do an experiment. We should do an experiment. Okay. What's the experiment? Where, um, in one month, kind of like we've done in January, we should like February one, we should write a short and then I'll come to new Orleans and you can film a short and I'll help you however I can. And then February 15th hits. Then, well, I guess you have to be 14th because February is short. 
uh, which is Valentine's Day, which would be complicated. Uh, and then we flip it around, and then you and I write a short for me, and then we shoot it two weeks later in North Carolina. And we just both shoot a short. I'm kind of down. What if we do? Uh, what if you write a short for me, and I write a short for you, and we have to? I make don't think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean Why? that both ways. Do you think you know me well enough in that That's way? That's not the like, point, you... though. This is a it's an experiment. Okay. Okay. It doesn't have to be. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be like. A... And also, yes, I think I, I I could write something very interesting for Jared. We should do this. Maybe it ends up being March because we need to prep a little bit. But we should do this. And if anybody would like to sponsor this, let us know. <laughs> yes. We don't uh, need much. Don't need much. I bet we could do it for like a thousand should, per. Yeah, we should try to do it like two days. Shoot it out yeah. in two days. And then go to North Carolina and do it two days. That would be funny. I don't know if my wife would be down for me spending two weeks in New Orleans. but Why would you spend whatever. two weeks? Well, I guess we could write it remotely to, or yeah, whatever. I think, I think and then I'd just come it, yeah. in for the prep and production. Or, yeah. I th- okay, I think rewrites are in play. Okay. Okay. But I think the first draft. <laughs> okay. Or or it could be, you know, what would be an interesting, because this is also a two-way street where it's like, you're also like kind of challenging like the writing process versus yeah, like whatever. But I wonder if like, for example, I give you, like if you're writing my short, I'd give uh-huh. you like a premise. Okay. Okay. Or how about this? We do like, um, you get to give me three words or something like that. That's it. So, I mean, you make it harder, dude, but yes. I know, I know, okay. I know. That's the point, right? Like we, we get like three words. That, so if I, so I'm writing your script for your film, you give me three words or one sentence. What do you think? I've done this before. We've already done this before with your films about numbers thing. Yeah. Which yeah. dude, this is, has the same feeling, but I, that was one of the, my favorite times making something. Dude. So I want to do another one. If I told you about this, I want to do one called films about colors. That's a, I mean, yeah, sure. That's a good and idea. I want like Adobe or like Pantone or someone to sponsor it. Dude, and the like, hardest part is just getting people to fucking actually do it. Like, you gotta I know, get, you gotta but that's what I'm saying. We got because no one sponsored films about numbers. But I'm like, if we got someone to put some money into films about colors, and we had like, you know, it was like basically like an actual Pantone color that was like what you had to, that was like kind of like the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like at the end, you just show like the Pantone color that was kind of like referenced or inspired. It was inspired by or something. Yeah. But say we had like five grand per film, and you release six of them in a year or something. Yeah. That's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's not a crazy investment. 30 grand. No. You know? I think, dude, the funniest thing about films about numbers was like, it, it did have that like, just go out and do it kind of spirit, right? Yeah. And it, and you're like giving sort of filmmakers like, all right, we're going to like do this thing and it's going to like, we're going to sort of, it'll be a string of, of films, like we'll collect them or whatever. Yeah. And like how few people fucking were like, everybody said yes. No, not everybody said yes. Most people sure. said yes. Or like that they, they were interested in it. And then it was like, fuck Hold man. On like, second. No one's going to make this Hold shit. On. Hold on. 
RH, you're on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you blasting over there, dude? Stan Getz. Ooh, nice. On YouTube. You, you can't hear Christian because he's in my headphones, but he says hello. Hello, Christian. Um, cool. Well, why don't y'all finish the podcast? All right, dude. And then um, call me. I'm in the studio today. I'm around. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Have a great podcast. All right. See you, dude. See you, bye. Bye. Um, Gosh, we got to get him on the show. I know we do. Like immediately. Um. Oh, oh. I mean, dude, that that film, my my films about numbers, is still on my. That's what's so funny, man. I shot that. I saw on my website. Is what I was gonna say, but that's so funny because I shot that with Cody and Jacob, and Jesse Wimmer. Um. Sorry. Uh, in Charlotte, in one night, borrowed Cubby's car. Um. And it's not like great. It's not like earth shattering by any means, but it's, it's like, like a, yeah, it's a cool mood piece. Like it's a cool little thing. Yeah. And it's still on my website. And I just did it like one night. You know what, what I mean? Saying, For man. zero you money. Get that spirit back. And I will say, dude, I got Ryan Booth to do one staff picked, got uh, Diego Contreras to do one. I, I don't want to take too much credit, but I think he would probably say that changed his career. Which one was that? Which one? Did Sandman. You? Oh, right. Sandman. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of got lost that those are ever from. Dude, it's numbers, funny because <laughs> have you seen his, his Diego's latest short? The COVID one? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's funny because uh, a producer that I work with, Bob Fish, he came to me last year when everybody was locked down and was like, hey, I have some money. I want to like give filmmakers like basically a thousand bucks each to just make like whatever they want and we'll collect yeah. it into like a short short film like thing yeah so i he was one of my, diego was one of my first calls like hey do you, are you bored like do you want to do this thing i can give you this much money yeah and he was immediately like yeah let me think of some of some things and like a couple of weeks go by and i check in with him and he's like yeah man i think uh i definitely want to have an idea but it's just a little big like i think I think I'm going to still do it, but I don't know when I can do it. Cause it's, I need some money and I'm like, yeah, like I, good luck. I wish, yeah. yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and then he goes and makes yeah. that thing. And, um, and it's, it's amazing. Like, it's yeah. amazing. So it's I'm massive. like, there is something interesting about just like, uh, cause it never happens, man. Like if I got an email from, from another filmmaker that was like, Hey, we're doing this. Um, here are the guidelines. I think you just like, sometimes it's just like parameters, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. here are the parameters. Here's kind of the schedule. Um, yeah. Sometimes that kind of like ignites something in your brain to be like, no one's like asking for me to like build something from zero or I, ha I have complete control yeah. often. Yeah. It's not really happening. Um, but dude, I, so I do wish like just looking back on, when I was younger, I think that. Hold on, hold on. Before we go into all that, are we going to do that for real? I'm done. Let's say March. Yeah. And yeah, if anybody wants to partner on this in any way, it could be fun. Okay. Or films about colors. I still think I want to do that. <laughs> Sponsored by Good Treatments. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> okay. Uh, okay. When you were younger, you wished that you just kind of had that bug like that you or or maybe that I'm sure you did. I was such a loner though. You know, yeah. it was tough. I was like, what, okay, well, what about people like that? What about people? I, I remember looking in the, um, in the comment section of that Mark Duplass thing, uh, the other day and someone was like, you know, it was like comment where it was like Mark Duplass and then in quotes, go make movies with your friends every weekend. And then me, uh, uh, colon, Oh shit. I don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of the comments. So I'm like, what about, I mean, is there, what do you do? What do you do? COVID has struck. Everyone is like much more siloed and, and alone than ever. Yeah. Um, Dude, that, that getting does go together back with to people like, is really complicated. Yeah. It is complicated. What does that look like now? What were you going to say? Let's go back to what? Even if you don't make something once a, like every weekend, just right. imagine if you made something once a month with, with some people or you found a subject or you, or you got a friend to, I mean, literally, if I wanted to, I could get one actress friend that I know in New Orleans who is not like my best friend by any means, yeah. but they want to do stuff like they want yeah. like people want to do shit. Like I could call somebody right now and be like, hey, I wrote this. I'm writing this thing. It's not finished yet, but I'll send it to you tomorrow. Uh, can you come over this weekend and I'll just shoot it by myself? Like I could do that once a month. Yeah. For and then at the end of the year you'd have fucking twelve things, you know, and by the sixth thing you're like learning some lessons. You're like expounding on your on your original sort of idea. Yeah, and probably by the twelfth one you've got like three or four people that are like, and you're like co- constantly putting these things out like as like exercises. I mean, dude, I just think of like Beeple, you know, like not yeah. not like he's becoming more mainstream now because he's a fucking millionaire now, but like. The dude just made digital art every day. Every day. And that was it. That was like only the only intention was to like learn stuff. But at the same time, you're like growing this little community of like people who also yeah. like the same shit. And, and my brain's kind of buzzing right now. I'm like, is there any way for us to organize something where people can like match with somebody or like couple up That's an and interesting yeah you know what i mean like in almost like an arbitrary way like not like a like where it feels almost like more like a lottery kind of thing you know what i mean like where you just write a script for somebody and then you both have to make each other's scripts or something i don't know if that's that is that interesting for people just like some way to like for there to be one some accountability dude i think there's something about you know even like we what should do? evan borsier you know, is doing right now like he's just shooting he's like making something every day it's like cracking your camera open. You know what I mean? Just like opening your camera and having it set up and just kind of just like the, that barrier of like getting it up and recording something like once it's kind of like there and it's flowing, it's like, what else can I shoot? But it's yeah. like, it's like going to the gym or something. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you just kind of have to like do it and then everything starts to flow. What were you going to say? You know, what would be really interesting just to get the community involved a little bit. Right. What if we nipple. didn't write these? I'm just throwing, throwing mud at the wall. I know. I'm saying I can see your nipple. So I said, <laughs> "What do your okay. nipples look like?" Huh? Well, I mean, I'm wearing a t-shirt, so <clears throat> um, pull them out. Okay, to get the community involved. What if we didn't write these? Okay. 
what if uh what if listeners wrote this hmm that could be a setup for um hmm you were going to say disaster Dis- disaster <laughs> disappointment not that you guys aren't all super talented but you know we all have very specific tastes around here I like that idea. I like I like I like the the functionality of it. I'm into this. I'm into whatever this is. Which kind of like I'll just plant this seed in listeners' ears is like something that I'm kind of toying around with, which is creating like some kind of like small platform for stuff like this. You know. Yeah which we can talk about more later. It's, it's in embryonic stages at the moment, but um, I like this though. I, I, I like the, we'll keep working. <clears throat> I like the idea of just being amongst things being made. Yeah. I need that more often. Yeah, dude. Especially Cause if- everything that we make, it takes months, you know, and that's not how it's always been. And yeah. I, I kind of miss like sometimes the ferocious nature of like, yeah, having script. to make something is the inter- is the ha- yeah like just think about the energy that you had, and obviously it was burnout energy, like that's something that I think is really something that people should talk about for sure, yeah, especially when you're getting paid for it, like you have a job as a creative, I th- like genuinely. And maybe you have a point of view on this, but like, dude, my point of view on like, if you get a job as a creative and this may be, this is obviously not for everybody, um, whether you're working at a agency or a church or a production company or whatever, um, and you're like on salary, like working for somebody else, making shit. I genuinely think you have maybe tops like two years. <laughs> to do well, yeah like uh, tops two years to like that your that your brain can like pull that off consistently with like good creative energy after two years i think you're tapped bro i think creatives are too are get too bored i think they maybe i mean i think i hit my stride like three or four years in and then had like a rough year or two after that because i was there for seven years so i'm like but how many of those years were you absolutely burnt out uh every year <coughs> that's all i'm saying right right and you can yeah you can push through or whatever yeah but you still know i'm not making enough money for the for the shit that they're asking me to do i'm like because dude the the part of a creative's like energy comes from sort of reaping some benefit of the creative process. You know what I mean? What you're doing right. at a company is giving that away every day to something. Giving that, is giving like, that away <clears throat> with, um, there's an exchange. I'm not saying that there's no, you know, there's there, an exchange. There is, of, but like, 
there's a constant, right? The constant is the compensation. Exactly. There's an exchange. The variable. Even exchange, hopefully. The variable is (laughs) how much you're making, like how how much work you're making, how much creative output you're making. That, that, that imbalance is the thing that, um, can get really out of whack. And dude, honestly, sometimes it's not even like the company's fault. I think that's probably a misgeneralization too. I think like I had a really, and I'll be open about it, whatever. I had a really poor experience at the church that I was working at. And I won't speak for you because I know you could go on that yourself. But I had a really um, strange sort of existence when I was working there where I was working 80 hours a week because of simply because of what was being asked, you know, and the exchange of, of, of my financial situation was not a a good situation. And at the time I'm taking it up as like, okay, like this is just part of the experience. Like I got to just fucking do this. This is what everybody does. This is what I'll, you know, everybody that works at a church is going through this situation. You just got to, push through it yeah and there's no wind in sight there's nobody there's nobody else is getting hired <laughs> to like help you yeah yeah um and whenever i like brought it up or something it was like not really received like it was more of like what are you doing with your time i don't understand like the yeah like are you guys that smart that you know how long a fucking like I, I also like my, the church that I worked at was probably not set up like elevation where you, I think you guys may have had a little bit more of a calendar, but like literally I would go into a meeting on Monday and I know a lot of people are going to be like, yes, this is exactly what is going on in my life. I'd wake up on a Monday and go into like, uh, basically like a round table meeting with like all the lead pastors and, the creative director and like worship director. Yeah. And we would say, this is what we're doing for the weekend. Oof. And sometimes you'd get two films that you need to make. And then sometimes it was like three or four, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. and I'd start on Monday. Dude. I, and I, it's I, like, I, what I are we doing that. here? And every time that I would ask to, to, Hey guys, like, uh, how about, on Monday we schedule things for the next week as opposed to <laughs> this weekend. Right. It was like they would try for like a week, but they just it's not a priority to them to like make my schedule better. You know? Yeah. On the flip side of that, whenever I left the church I started working at Music Bed. Daniel was like my like the fucking best boss I've ever had in my life. I haven't yeah. had like a ton, but I would imagine anybody that works there still is like yeah he's fucking dope you know yeah um like simply like dude whenever i i got myself to like a burnout spot because i just wanted to kill it so bad because he also because he was letting me do whatever i wanted you know (laughs) yeah he came in and said what camera do you want he came in and said who do you want like where do you want to go where do you want to shoot and i was like let's go shoot with sal in australia he was like cool buy the tickets like <laughs> like it was such a rare experience for me to be like what let's whatever not forget you, you also came 
you were begging to come to Charlotte, North Carolina to hang out with me. Okay. It's- I also shot, gave you a little staffy. Uh, <laughs> a what? Dude, if you, <laughs> I love that. If you just Google Jared Hogan right now, well, let me make sure this is still, uh, yeah, if you just huh, Google Jared Hogan, uh, Vimeo, let's say. That film's like the first thing that shows up on my Google, which is funny. Not for me. Um, it's not even on the first page, dude. <laughs> yeah, breaking the cycle. It's right there. What are you using? Chrome? Safari. Safari. Oh, that's why. Um, whatever. It's, Doesn't it's matter. Not, not on the second page. Anyway, <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> um, but, dude, whenever, whenever I got to like a burnout. Third page. Stop. <laughs> Whenever I got to like a burnout stage, like Daniel like brought me aside and he was like, Hey, I want you to take a month off and like gave me a raise like during that month. <laughs> like just like the opposite experience of what I had like come yeah. to learn at, at a church, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still like, even after like, I think I was there for three years at the end of that three years, like it had grown a lot. But I had got to a place where I was like, man, I feel pretty tapped out here just creatively, you know? Do you, did you feel like you had reached like a ceiling creatively? Like there wasn't much more to be done? I think, I mean, yeah. And I, hello. What's up? Is Molly okay? She's what? She's just doing the heat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm very curious what virtual PE looks like. Um, okay. Love you. Bye. My mother-in-law's coming in, and Maria's going to pick her up from the airport. So, Aww. lots of fun things happening. Um. Yeah. Did I, you feel like? There was not. It wasn't that you couldn't. I I mean, yeah, we even when I was when I was leaving, there was like we had plans to be doing stuff. But it was like I had just lost the energy. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like I lost like the the desire to like um, make somebody else's sort of company cool <laughs> as, as yeah. like weird as that may sound but dude i, I know that there's people like like I've, I've heard like the creative director of, of like coca-cola speak before and it's like he he's worked there for 20 years and he fucking loves it and i'm like that's yeah. a special person you know yeah. yeah yeah um it's just not for me i just feel like personally i'm like Part of it is my own history, um, but I I think I'm really touchy about being. Uh, how do I put this? I need my autonomy. Yeah, that is part of it too, man. Even as a freelancer, there are situations that I find myself in, or that I'm like looking at as something that I want. I'm trying to decide if I want to engage in or not. 
And that's one of the first factors where I'm like, I don't want to be owned yeah. for months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that does come from kind of some of those times of burnout of like, I don't, didn't feel like I had the tools to take care of myself because there was an expectation that never lifted. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was always present. Um, and to be fair, there were definitely moments like you said of, of Jared, take a break or, you know what Jared, like you deserve a raise. There were those moments for sure that kind of kept me going for better or worse. Um, but I don't feel like I'll, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, um, I mean, I have a boss all the time. There's different bosses, <laughs> but I don't know if I'll be able, ever able to like, but they work don't for feel, someone. they don't like really feel like I know what you, when, when you say boss, like, cause I was in that system too. Like, I know what you're talking about, but like you get a boss for, like, you mean like as a freelancer, it's not, it's yeah, yeah, not, yeah. They're not, like I mean, it's like, brain. we're like collaborators and we're all working together and it's different, but I need that. There are people that I want to, to, to work with, right? Like, um, sorry, let me just turn this on. Do not disturb. Um, there are people that I decide that I'm like, this is someone long term that I want to work with. Yeah. Um, and that's my decision. But they're also, I like really organizing my life in a way where I'll do a project and I work with somebody hardcore for like a month and then it's like shake hands so great to work with you. Sometimes I hope we work together again. Sometimes I'm like, that was great moving on. Yeah. You know, not even in a negative way, just like, we're, you know, just move on. And I like that rhythm in my life. I like being able to be like, I'm not going to do this or, um, I need some time or my wife needs some help or my yeah. kid needs like more time with me and being able to, not have to ask permission to, to do those things to like, yeah. Take the time that I need. Um, I don't know. There's a give and take, you know, because I also do miss the dynamic of working on a team. I've told you that, like I miss working on a yeah, team. I, I, totally I, feel I, I, I like that. I like as much as we talked about burnout and super high volume of work. I like the, rhythm too of someone being like, here's a project, figure out how to make it great instead of work your ass off to maybe do this project yeah. over and over and over again. I like it just kind of being like, you're doing this. How are you going to make it good? I miss that dynamic at times too. Yeah. You know, um, the, but te the I, teamwork is, is like, especially like building a team. I miss that a lot. Yeah. Like building hiring people kind of crew. Yeah. Yeah. You get to do that a little bit, but different levels, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't feel as personal. Like you guys no. aren't like staying at the office till like two o'clock in the morning and go get in Taco Bell, at, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't do that anymore, but I do yeah. miss some of that. <laughs> Dude, I got Taco dude. Bell the other day. It was, uh, well, yeah. Some listeners might remember it was when I thought the college football championship yeah. was one night, it was the other night. And so I didn't have wings 
the night of the 10th, I was like, I'm just going to get Taco Bell, I guess. Because I was like, I just want something kind of shitty that feels like sport, sports food. Um, and when I say I can't handle it anymore, I really mean like I can't handle it anymore. Because yeah. <laughs> that wrecked me. <laughs> that yeah. really wrecked me. Um, it's also so easy to get too much food at, at Taco Bell. Oh, because you think like, dude, I got probably like four <laughs> things too much. Yeah. I probably threw away four <laughs> things I didn't even touch. It's like you really just need like a potato soft taco and like a regular taco. And I needed two cheesy gordita crunches. That was yeah. it. <laughs> that was it. And I got like six tacos. Why did that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Let's kind of like, now that we're an hour into this conversation, I know we've talked a little bit about kind of some of the things we touched on yesterday, but maybe to circle back and maybe this is just going to be a long one and that's okay. Um, we kind of left off with like, to be honest, I don't know where we left off, but, uh, I guess, and maybe, maybe what we talked about is good. Like, I think it's like what we touched on yesterday was kind of starting out and becoming like a interest, right? Like when did it kind of spark as like an interest of maybe something you would pursue professionally? And then maybe you go to uh film school. Maybe you don't, we haven't really talked about my side of this, but like, I was awful in high school. You talking about that was very funny because uh, I'll, I'll just like say this because it doesn't matter anymore. Um, my wife is blowing me up right now. Dude, I also okay. don't think that we have to touch on, like, I don't think that we ended it on like a cliffhanger or anything yesterday, but that's true. That's true. Let me just, I have to go in 10 minutes. Okay. So maybe let's cut that part out because let's just, let's just felt like wrap we were it up. ramping up. Yeah. Um, I think, I think maybe like, yeah, I think talking about, I mean, yeah, it feels like yesterday we talked a little bit about um, the origin of like getting the bug if I want to do this. And then, I think maybe today, yeah, it feels like maybe whether we went to meant to or not, it was like taking care of yourself when doing this professionally, you know? Um, and, uh, sometimes that can be difficult, but I think, um, just continuing to like be curious and go out and make things, you know? Yeah. And being, I mean, okay. So I'll say like a big thing for me, that I don't know if it can be learned. I'd be curious your perspective, but just like drive. Just, I feel like yeah. I've worked with a lot of people. I've hired a lot of people. I've managed a lot of people. Um, and I will say like the big di- dif- differentiator in, in my experience is like talent is kind of one thing, but drive is the thing that's like, separates people. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like drive to the point where, you know, we talked about burnout in the, like that or like, um, just torching people on the way, <laughs> you know, or, or like kind of blowing your own life up or, or, or stretching yourself too thin to the point like where you can't live like a functional life. That's not what I'm saying either. Like where it's just like, um, you know, like how you, we, 
feel like people kind of used to get praised for like working long hours. I don't feel yeah, like that yeah. happens anymore. Okay. So that's not what I'm saying. Like drive to the point of like driving yourself yeah. to the ground. But I, that, that like kind of gut. I think, dude, I think it's momentum. As, I think it's as simple as like, if you're doing something, you do it a hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I honestly say like in my freelance life, and I'm sure you're the same way. That's kind of how I, pick or choose who I'm going to work with in general. Yeah. Like if I'm interviewing somebody for a job or like a interviewing a DP or something for a job, like I have to kind of sense, uh, the same obsession right. that, that I have about just life in general and films. And if I don't feel that drive that you're talking about, then I just don't work with that person. Because I same know thing that for it's like be a battle, exactly. And I think same thing for collaborators, like you said, but also like even like young people who are young people. Jeez Louise, fucking almost <laughs> thirty-five. Talking about young people, um, who are like, what do I do? How could I? How do I? Kind of like merge into this industry and make it. Um, first of all, I don't really know, but I know one thing: you can't not have is drive. Yeah. You can't just sit on your ass and like hope that things yeah, come yeah. together. Like in my experience, it's more that you're making a ton of shit that gets progressively better that people ignore for a long time until they kind of can't ignore it. Yeah. Or they see something in it that they like, but it's never like, do you know what I'm I'm trying to think of how to like say that in a clearer way. It's like, it's like you have to keep banging down the door over and over again and like kind of resist the urge to give in to uh constant rejection. <laughs> yeah. And that takes drive. That takes like persistence and momentum and, and all of that. And anyway, I feel like, do you think you're born with it? Do you think you develop it? That's a good question. I don't know the answer. I definitely know that, that I do, um, I feel like I have it for sure. I, oh, I, I know I, you I have, have it. it. I have it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, uh, it gets in the way a little bit. It can, it's a double-edged sword yeah. for sure. It clears the path a lot, but also can be kind of destructive to Cause yourself and relationships. And, yeah. Cause yeah. you can sort of jump off the cliff without a parachute sometimes by just like pure, like, I have to go help this kid get on virtual school. No. What? Can you get some goldfish? Yeah, let's do high. Okay, I'll come get them for you. All right, I have to go get this kid some goldfish, so let's talk yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> All right, good conversation. I'll talk to you. Molly says she's sorry. All right, but I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. 
See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.